Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? This is episode number 13 of Brave the Wild. Today is Wednesday, February the 25th, 2009, and it is great to have you on board once again today, as Brave the Wild is available on the Sports Stuff and iTunes, thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Great to have you on board. As always, thank you for downloading and listening to this show and please do me a favor and tell a friend about this show as well. As the more, the merrier. And uh, real quick, though, on the sportsstuff.com, well, we do have a message board. That is how we can talk hockey or any other sport on there. You can also vote on my polls for Brave the Wild in the podcaster section of the forums or message boards. I have a new poll for you today. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, first and foremost, click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. TSS Boards, click on that. That is how you'll be able to sign up to the boards. It is 100% free and 100% fun. You're more than welcome. Please, Minnesota Wild fans, get on there. We need more of you on there. We need to talk more hockey on the sportsstuff.com. So get on there and please join the members of the sportsstuff.com. Alrighty, also... Minnesota.NHLFansite.com, Minnesota.NHLFansite.com, which is a fantastic Minnesota Wild fan site, very professional and uh, lots of traffic. Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild on their website. We're also working on an RSS feed as we speak. So thank you again, Chris, for having me on board there. All right, well, today, plain and simple, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Wild, uh, the Four games in particular today, starting off with the Calgary Flames and Detroit, Chicago, and Los Angeles. And the one thing that's in common with all four of those games, the Minnesota Wild gain at least one point in all four of those games. So that is pretty exciting indeed. You would have expected at least one of those with no points, but uh, we got a point at least in every single one of them. The Wild at least making it to overtime against Calgary and L.A. Unfortunately, I don't know why we lost to L.A., 
but that's just how it goes. For some reason, the Kings always beat us at home. But with no further ado, we're going to take a quick break, and we will get to those reviews after this. Here on the sportsstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com along with iTunes and MediaFly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 13, a reminder for iPod users. Again, thank you for joining me. Alrighty. Well, we got four games to review, as mentioned, and first was Thursday, the 19th of February, a home game against the Calgary Flames. This was the game we've all been waiting for. We're going against the division leaders in the Northwest Division. Well, the Minnesota Wild, not able to pull this one off. It was Renee Bork, about 3 minutes, 17 seconds into the game. You knew we were in trouble when Renee Bork was able to put in his 21st goal unassisted. Just right off the bat, pretty much like, oh boy, good luck to us. But luckily, the Calgary Flames unable to do anything after that. Uh, the Wild outshot the Calgary Flames in the first period, which was quite impressive, 11-7. to So that was good news in that front. Um, of course, as mentioned, unassisted by Renee Bork, the Wild play some pretty solid defense, and then about three minutes into the second period, Dan Fritchie, with his second goal of the year with the Wild anyway, and uh, that was good news right there, Kim Janssen with the assist, this was shorthanded, Calgary on one of their two power plays, as the number one penalty kill in the NHL shuts down the Calgary Flames on only two power play attempts, the Wild 0 for 1 in this game, so only three power plays in the entire game as a whole. So a very quick game. Not much stoppage of play in particular on this one. Kim Janssen has mentioned assisting on Dan Fritchie's second goal. That was short-handed. And then about four minutes later, Colton Gillies getting his second goal. Assisted by Peter Olivke. Peter Olivke. Think about that. Those are two guys who really need to get their names in the box score slightly more often. Is, uh, this is their first year with the Minnesota Wild, both rookies. Olivki, of course, older than Colton Gillies. He's been in the system since 2004. Gillies was the draft pick in 2007. But uh, nice to have the big man Gillies doing something. Because, <laughs> of course, he's had limited playing time. As uh, Yeah, too, too talented to play in juniors, too young to play in the AHL. So that's why Colton Gillies is here. That's basically what happened. Unfortunately, Dustin Boyd getting his 10th goal of the year, though, about 10 minutes later. Assisted by Corey Sarich. And the Calgary Flames have tied this sucker up. That is not good news. Minnesota, again, out shooting the Calgary Flames in that second period. 13-8. to 13-8, to the Wild outshoot the Calgary Flames. That was impressive. You got to like that. Of course, the hated Todd Bertuzzi, a member of the Calgary Flames, always a menace to this team, but, well, you got a two-minute penalty for roughing in the second period, so I'll mention that. <laughs> That's about the extent of that, though. No fights in this game, believe it or not, between these two rivals. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom was okay. Definitely wasn't his night in particular. And um, that third period, well, a very underwhelming third period. The Minnesota Wild get one shot on goal. One 
shot and goal. The Calgary Flames get six. So Nicholas Backstrom doing okay in that front, at least. But only one shot on goal. Man, oh man, is that frustrating. Definitely drove a lot of us nuts at the XL Energy Center. Of course, uh, Chief Hawk, who is a frequent poster on the message boards, not necessarily for Brave the Wild, more of the Kansas City Chiefs, he is from Iowa, was in attendance in this game. So I hope you enjoyed that game, Chief Hawk, also known as Jared. Hope you enjoyed it in case you're listening. Um, too bad the Wild couldn't pull it out. At least we got a point out of it. Yeah, is that third period just an underwhelming third period? Mika, Mika Kippersoft doing his thing as always. He is one of the best goalies in the NHL. Um, and then Adrian Austin getting his 10th goal of the year, 3 minutes 50 seconds into the overtime period. So this game, of course, not getting to the shootout. Todd Bertuzzi, ugh, the infamous Todd Bertuzzi, and Robin Reger assisting on that goal. And the Calgary Flames get two points. The Wild only get one, so the Wild gain no ground at the Calgary Flames. But at least we get something. At least we got something out of it, which I pretty much had no confidence in the Wild accomplishing at this particular point in time. Very unfortunate. I'll return to the whole Calgary-Minnesota thing in a second, or at the end of this uh, segment, or maybe at the end of the show. Uh, with that, we're going to go on to the next game. And this one, well, when you look at the schedule with Calgary and Detroit, I know they were home games, but you, maybe you're lucky to get out of here with one point, you know, in both of the games total, right? One point total. Like, probably going to lose completely on one of them and maybe sneak in one point. Well, Owen Nolan. Owen Nolan gets things started only two minutes and 50 seconds into the game with his 16th goal of the year. Owen Nolan with his 16th goal of the year. Did you ever think you'd hear me say that? At this point in time, the 36-year-old old man Nolan, hmm, Pierre-Marc Broussard, who is red hot, and is, was tied at this point in time with Antti Mietnin for the number two score on the, on the Minnesota Wild this year, believe it or not. So he is pretty much rising all the way from, what what was he, like 15th leading scorer to number two. Very impressive. Marc-Andre Bergeron getting, also chipping in on that assist. Minnesota Wild, able to convert a power play. As they were 1 for 3 in the power play in this game, the Detroit Red Wings 0 for 5. So the wild penalty kill. Impressive again as they continue to shut down everybody on the penalty kill. And uh, Owen Nolan, about halfway through the first period, gets his second goal of the game in his 17th of the year. And, of course, this was on the power play. Eric Belanger and Brent Burns, or Eric Belanger, as I like to say, assisting on this particular one as the improving wild power play gets it done there. And, folks, Owen Nolan, with that 17th goal, is the leading goal scorer on the Minnesota Wild. Yes, Owen Nolan is the leading goal scorer on the Minnesota Wild. Miko Koivu has 16. What do you think of that, folks? What do you think of that? That is pure insanity. The leading goal scorer, though. Koivu has 55 points. He's the leader in that area. And, of course, this was Nolan's 30th point of the year. And, man, it couldn't have come at a better time. Got to love that. Owen Nolan, just very impressive that he's able to accomplish this. Detroit, early in the second period, Thomas Kapaki, if I'm saying it right, Ville Leano, and Kirk Maltby factoring in on Kapaki's third goal of the year. Detroit getting back into things, and it's like, uh-oh, here we go again. Well, I guess, and um, 
that Pierre-Marc Bouchard and Martins Martins Scoula both scoring about a minute apart. Pierre-Marc Bouchard at his 14th goal of the year, and there's Owen Nolan's 30th point. My bad. Owen Nolan assisting on Bouchard's goal. Scoula assisted by Koivu and Mietnin only a minute later. And, folks, it's 4-1 to Minnesota Wild. Who saw that coming? And now, in the third period, Ville Leano getting his fourth goal of the year just to try to hope Detroit has a slight chance of getting back in this thing, making it 4-2. to Detroit, we know how they are, and they were so they were in striking distance. But none of the big names factoring in for the Detroit Red Wings in this particular night. None of them. Brian Rafalski and Daniel Cleary. All I remember about Daniel Cleary is he was the guy that got, uh, well, he got a puck in the throat on a slap shot against the Philadelphia Flyers years ago. Luckily, he's still around, still playing. That was about six, seven years ago already, believe it or not. But um, that's about it. Brian Rafalski he's a pretty good player. Other than that, though, yeah, all those big names, n- nothing. Nothing on this particular day. So that was good news overall. The Wild, though, as a whole, put up 28 shots versus Detroit's 35. Detroit, 16 shots on goal in that second period. So that was the scary part. <laughs> 13 to 7 in the third period, Detroit winning the shots on goal. They also won the faceoffs, 27 to 17. Detroit always seems to win faceoffs. The Minnesota Wild, well, they're about the 26th rated team in faceoffs, one in the NHL. So that continues to be a frustrating aspect. But the Wild won the ball, won the ball game, won the hockey game. <laughs> Stefan Veyu getting his seventh, seventh goal of the year, empty net to put things away with only two seconds remaining, making it five to two and sending the Minnesota Wild, or the, uh, Detroit Red Wings home with a disappointing loss. And, uh, Jimmy Howard was in the net on this particular day. I'll also remember, or remind you, Jimmy Howard, a very little-known goalie for the Detroit Red Wings. This is probably their biggest weakness. As Chris Osgood's number is not too impressive. Jimmy Howard only played his seventh or ninth game of his career, his seventh start. He was a second-round pick in 2003 by the Red Wings, but in 2003. So, overall, he has not really lived up to the hype for them. When you take a goalie in the second round, you expect something out of it. Uh, like Josh Harding has, was a second-round pick in... 2002, he's been okay. Not bad at all. You look at his numbers. Um, that was just the way it goes, though, when then this thing happens. <laughs> As, uh, Jimmy Howard's only played as this was his only start of the year, actually. And, of course, giving up four goals. Save percentage, 85 in the previous years. Well, he was 0-2 last year. 0-2, that's it. Played four overall games. Goals against average, 213. Not bad there. And the previous year. Well, two years before that, I mean, 2005-06, his first ever games, he played four games in the net for Detroit. His goals against average about three and save percentage 90. So pretty mediocre there. Detroit's only weakness is probably their goaltenders, but they have so many talented scorers and talented defensemen, including the legendary Chris Chelios, who is still playing, unbelievable, and um, the even more legendary Nicholas Lidstrom, who's just about the best defenseman of all time. I mean, he's up there with Bobby Orr. I mean, just legend. Um, other than that, I don't know. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Bobby Orr and Ray Bork. So we'll just leave it at that. Minnesota Wild with an unexpected, impressive victory. And even more impressive was the fact that the Minnesota Wild, on a back-to-back, a back-to-back at Chicago, of course, the Blackhawks, as we all know, they have emerged this year 
on February the 22nd, Sunday the 22nd. The Minnesota Wild defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 2-1. That was beautiful. Now, Josh Harding was the starting goalie in net, and we all know what seems to happen with Josh Harding, right? When he's in net, he'll face about 40 shots. He'll stop about, he'll stop maybe all but two of them, and the Wild will lose 2-1, to one, or 2 to nothing, or 1-0, to nothing, right? That's just always the way it seems to go with Josh Harding. He'll have an awesome game, but he'll come up with nothing. Not tonight. Not tonight, as uh, <laughs> Herb Brooks would say. Not tonight. Um, Jonathan Tews, with his 22nd goal of the year, assisted by Martin Havlett and Patrick Kane, all known names for the Chicago Blackhawks, literally at the halfway point of the game. As there was no goals in the first period, the Blackhawks putting up 18 shots on goal in the first period to the Wilds, five. Definitely an indicator that the Wild were in big trouble, and poor Josh Harding, good chance he was going to get screwed, right? Pretty good chance that was going to happen. Um, second period, very, very, very entertaining, of course. Jonathan throws getting that 20-second goal, right, about halfway into the game. And it's like, yeah, we're screwed. The Wild actually outshot the Blackhawks 13-12 to in the second period. Very rare feat there. Now, here's something that was even more rare. Dan Fritchie getting his third goal of the year on the power play. Pierre, Mark Bouchard, and Brent Burns assisting there. Now, Bouchard shot the puck on goal, or pretty much on goal, and Dan Fritchie had his stick in the air and directed the puck in the net, right? Well, the Blackhawks goalie, who in this case was Hewitt, put his stick up saying, hey, that's high sticking, and, of course, the Blackhawks coach was flipping out <laughs> as uh the goal counted after review, after like a uh, pause for for review. The goal counted, and the Minnesota Wild able to tie this thing up. Uh, it, it was very hard to call, to be honest. I'm not going to be able to make judgment on this one, but I remember the coach of the Blackhawks just flipping out Quinneville, just having, a, <laughs> just losing it. Couldn't believe it. But, hey, I, I, I don't know. I can't make judgment on this one. We'll, we'll take it. The Minnesota Wild needs some luck to go their direction once in a while, right? The Wild overall, 1-6 on the power play. Nothing special, but, hey, that was about as big a goal all year right there. And Dan Fritchie factoring in on that one. The uh, acquisition for Eric Reitz, who, of course, goes to the New York Rangers or went to the New York Rangers. And the Minnesota Wild. Shut out another team on the power play. Oh, and seven. So you can tell this Minnesota Wild team is playing better hockey right now. I mean, it's plain as day that they are playing better hockey right now. Look at that. Oh, and seven against the Blackhawks. Very impressive. Um, the Wild as a whole, though, in that, in the third period, well, they were outshot 15 to six as the Blackhawks were coming at them frantically, thinking they're going to put away the Josh Harding. They're going to, they're going to get Harding to fold, and this thing would be done. Thankfully, that was not the case. Uh, overall, the Minnesota Wild, though, defeated in the faceoff category once again, 27-23, to Chicago winning in the faceoff category. Wild virtually never win in that one. But here was the cool part. Peter Olivke, 3 minutes and 30 seconds into the first period, getting his first and career goal right there. Definitely a career type of goal for Peter Olivke. Only his first goal of his career, and it was a beauty as the Minnesota Wild are able 
to take a 2-1 to one lead at this point in time. The go-ahead goal, which went on to be the winning goal. Couldn't think of a better time for Peter Lovke to score his first goal of his career. And Martin Skula getting another very rare point, and Eric Boulanger factoring in there. The third line is what this appeared to be at this point in time, the third line for the Minnesota Wild. Just huge, very exciting. That makes Olovki the number two star of the game. Number one star, though, was Josh Harding, who finally, finally was able to get a well-deserved victory in a game that he played fantastic. He stood on his head against an outstanding team who faced 45 shots and stopped 44 of the Chicago Blackhawks' shots. Outstanding job by Josh Harding. I couldn't have been happier for him. Uh, he deserved this so much. I mean, when you, I mean, look at his numbers. It was only his second win of the year. He is two and seven, nine starts, fourteen games overall. Goes against average of only two point one four. It's about all, almost a whole goal. That's about point eight goals less than last season. And he started twenty five games last year. Did, did Harding? Um, no shutout this year. He got one last year. His save percentage is 93%. So it's about time he got a a win like that, where he was the absolute star of the game. Congratulations to Josh Harding. I made absolute sure to put that on the boards in sportsstuff.com in the Minnesota Wild section. And, uh, well, not many hockey fans on the sportsstuff.com in this current time, so we need Moria out there because not many people were responding to that post. We need Maury out there. I'd love to see you respond on there to talk some more Minnesota Wild on there. So I just thought I'd get that across. Two days later, on the 24th, Tuesday the 24th, February 2009, the Minnesota Wild host the LA Kings. And for like the 99 millionth time, the Minnesota Wild lose a home game against the Los Angeles Kings. I just can't stand it. I can't believe how many times the Wild lose to the LA Kings. Luckily, it was in the shootout and not in regulation, so the Wild sneak in another point. So that's okay, I guess. I guess. But again, this is the Los Angeles Kings, a non-playoff team. So that, of course, is very frustrating. Patrick O'Sullivan had four shots on goal. I thought I, I think I'll bring that up. He was one of three LA Kings to get four shots on goal. He's, he wants to stick it to the Minnesota Wild former Minnesota Wild defenseman and first-ever captain, Sean O'Donnell, of course, a member of the L.A. Kings. Sean O'Donnell still going strong at age 37. Mm, Amazing. On that front, John Quick, the goalie of the L.A. Kings, facing 24 shots from the Wild, Backstrom facing 25. So it was pretty even in that front and, of course, the Wild lose in face-offs again, 29-22. They get creamed in the face-off category. And the Wild give up their first power play in a long time. The Kings are 1-5. And that goal was scored by Jack Jackson, but I'll get to that later. Ante Miettinen scored the first goal of the game about six minutes into the second period. His 13th goal of the year, Mika Koivu assisting there. Fantastic. So during the penalty kill, the Wild gets something done. Very cool there, anti-meant and factoring in. And that also now makes him the number two leading scorer on the Minnesota Wild, assisted by the leading scorer of the Wild. It's 55th point, Miko Koivu. So that's, that's cool. But then Jack Johnson, whoever that is, right, <laughs> getting his third goal of the year, and that was that power play goal. It was unassisted. Awfully frustrating there. The Kings tie it up. 
with about five minutes to go in the second period. The Minnesota Wild outshot the Kings 8-7 to in the second period. The LA Kings outshoot the Wild 9-5 to in the third, but nobody able to score in a fairly unexciting third period. The two teams that just, it's like neither team wanted to lose, basically. You know, they weren't really playing to win. They just didn't want to lose. Uh, the Wild put three shots on goal in the overtime period. The Kings only get one shot on goal, so that was good on the Wild side. But unfortunately, not, you know, nothing was accomplished there. So now we head to the shootout. Kapatar for the Kings is stopped. Zedlicky is stopped. Jack Johnson scores again. Ugh, Koivu misses. Patrick O'Sullivan stopped, thank God. Imagine Patrick O'Sullivan burying us there, thank God. Antti Mietnin saves us on a, this, he had to score, and he does, stops us, but unfortunately, the next attempt by the LA Kings, Drew, Drew Gaudy is able to score, and Brent Burns is stopped by John Quick, and that'll do it, folks. LA Kings escape with two points, the Wild only one. Patrick O'Sullivan, of course, the number three star of the game. Cal Clutterbuck, number two, who not only leads NHL rookies in hits, he leads the NHL in hits, folks. Cal Clutterbuck is now the NHL leader in hits. That is amazing. I, I just, that, 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 that's crazy how much he has emerged. That guy likes to knock people around just a little bit, doesn't he? Just a little. As of course, we remember, he did not start the season with the Minnesota Wild. With the injuries to Gabrick and, and, and others, Owen Nolan, Cal Clutterbuck, I believe it was Owen Nolan because they wanted another tough guy, um, was able to emerge, and that was fantastic. Koivu, the number one star of the game overall, played a fantastic game, but it wasn't enough for the Minnesota Wild. And Owen Nolan, who scored two goals the previous game, noticeably missing on this particular day because he broke a toe. Owen Nolan has a fractured toe, and that is unfortunate. As your leading goal scorer, Owen Nolan, Unavailable and is day-to-day, so that is frustrating. See, has had some nagging injuries, has Owen Nolan. We're going to take us a quick break. We're going to look some more at some of the Wilds' numbers, and we'll also discuss the newest poll in the podcast section right after this. Here on the SportsStuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. We are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 13, a reminder for iPod users. Well, real quick, we're going to look at some of the numbers for your Minnesota Wild. Now, notice how efficient Owen Nolan has been in only 38 games, 30 points for Owen Nolan. I'll also remind or bring up that Andrew Brunette, Andrew Brunette missed the games against the Detroit Red Wings and the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Wild won both of them. So you got it like that. That was cool. But unfortunately, yeah, Andrew Burnett's streak comes to an end. So no more streak. Andrew Burnett's just going to have to start a new one. Unfortunately, at age 35. So that is the deal 
with Andrew Burnett. He turns 36 on August 24th. So that is a little trivia there. Andrew Burnett is having to start off from scratch on his Ironman streak. He was the leader in the NHL in that category. That is too bad, but it is great to have him back with the Wild. Unfortunately, Owen Nolan has not had a streak like that. And if he did, this guy, Owen Nolan, might have 50 points right now the way he's playing. I, I'm just so impressed with Owen Nolan at his age. Uh, Marek Zedlicki has gotten a little quieter, 29 points in 54 games. Belanger, 29 points as well. He's been okay. Brent Burns a little quieter than last year, 24 points in 55 games. So that is something of note right there. Teams factoring in a little bit on that. It's been a long time since Cal Clutterbuck has factored in the box score. That's another thing I will I have noticed as well. Mietnin a little bit quieter. Uh, Miko Koivu, the overall best player, most consistent guy, everything. But there's so much pressure on Miko Koivu to lead this team right now because Owen Nolan is the leading goal scorer. Think about that. Think about that. You don't, you don't, you don't have Gabrick. You don't have, uh, Mark Parrish actually playing up to his potential when he was here. Um, you don't have a true goal scorer on this team. And that is most unfortunate. So Miko Koivu, definitely the true star of this team with 39 assists leading the charge for your Minnesota Wild. Um, unfortunately, there really isn't much to talk about regarding background information in this particular time. I mean, there hasn't really been much going on. Not much from Craig Leopold. Uh, absolutely nothing regarding any type of trade rumor at this point in time, as the trade deadline is coming up very soon, as March is almost upon us. Nothing regarding Marion Gabrick. Nothing regarding anybody else. Um, no talk about Jacques Lemaire wanting to step down, or if his job's in jeopardy, which we know it isn't, because Craig Leopold has constantly talked about consistency, and continuously, or excuse me, just to just to keep things going forever, basically. He had the same coach and same GM in all nine years of his ownership of the Nashville Predators. So that is where things stand with the Minnesota Wild. Nothing exciting either going on with the Houston Arrows at this point in time. All, all we know is that Benoit Puglia is playing better than he was earlier in the year with the Minnesota Wild. Very bad with the Wild. He's starting to kind of figure out some little knickknacks of the game and playing more solid. As we know, last year in Houston, he struggled. Very similar to Danny Ehrman right now, who still has only nine points. That sucks. That is about 50 games and nine points for Danny Ehrman, the former Minnesota Wild star. Or Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Golden Gophers star. So with that, we're going to move on to the poll here really quick. It is a very simple one, front and center sportstuff.com, podcaster section, Brave the Wild. Now, this is about as simple a poll as there is, but it's the, it's the main thing on a lot of our minds right now. Will the Wild make the playoffs? Yes or no. Will the Wild make the playoffs? Yes or no. Go on there, sign up for the message boards, and vote on the polls. And please feel free to make a comment as to why. As to why you believe they might make it or why you believe they won't make it. I personally, at this point in time, am saying no. They are not consistent enough, and um, their star player, Mika Koivu, well, he's all they got. He's all they got. Owen Nolan can't stay healthy. He continuously seems to get nagging injuries. Andrew Brunette has been hurt all year. He is beyond Iron Man. He is insanely Iron Man for to think that he has missed two games this entire season. As you can just hear it in his voice, he is just, he's, he's constantly hurt, and, and that's too bad. Um, I'm, I'm just happy he's not hurt 
you know, seriously bad where he flat can't play, like Gabrick, like every freaking year. But you get the idea. Andy Brunette is frustrated. It's just it's not been the same for old Andy. And um, we're just going to have to see what happens there. The defensemen, well, we have better defensemen in terms of the power play. Our power play has improved because of Zidlicky and Bergeron. But not enough. Not enough. Something is missing. And that would be, unfortunately, a, a guy like a Brian Ralston, who is a 30-goal scorer. And we do not have that anymore for obvious reasons. So I'm just going to have to leave it at that. I wasn't a huge fan of Brian Ralston because I thought he will he'll score goals, but never when you need him. Never when you need him, like on the shootout or maybe on a breakaway late in the game. Always seem to screw up in that type of situation, whereas a guy like Brunette usually seems to succeed in that type of situation, along with Amigo Koivu and, believe it or not, Owen Nolan. So I guess that's where we stand right now with the Minnesota Wild. I like the improved play. I like the improved play, but I'm not buying it just yet. So we'll just have to hope that this team continues its solid play, and just maybe they will make the playoffs. As believe it or not, right now the Wild are the seventh seed, but they are only about eight points away from being 13th. 13th means you are way out of there. <laughs> means you are getting, like, the, the, the eighth overall pick. I, I wouldn't mind that too bad either. So we're just going to have to see what happens there. Thanks again for listening. Go wild. We'll just see how this next week fares. Take care.